Today, we've got a cool episode as we've got two different sellers at the opposite end of the spectrum, both having different levels of success. First up, we've got a brand new seller who started selling 30 units a day from day one. And then we've got another seller who actually is gonna be selling $25 million this year on Amazon. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Are you browsing a Shopify, Walmart, Etsy, Alibaba, or Pinterest page, and maybe you see a cool product that you want to get some more data on? Well, while you're on those pages, you can actually use the Helium 10 Chrome extension, Demand Analyzer, to get instant data about what's happening on Amazon for those keywords on these other websites. Or maybe you want to then follow up and get an actual supplier quote from a company on Alibaba.com in order to see if you can get this product produced. You can do that also with the Helium 10 Demand Analyzer. Both of these are part of the Helium 10 Chrome extension, which you can download for free at h10.me forward slash extension. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And uh, we are uh, having a couple of guests uh, today. Anas, how's it going? Good, uh, Bradley. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Now, I just got back from Asia. You know, I'm here in California now. Where in the world are you right now? So I'm actually in Edmonton, Alberta. Um, okay. It's darn cold. Uh, so you're probably enjoying in California, but it's pretty freezing here. It's about negative, like, I think 20 degrees outside. Goodness Del- gracious. All right. That's that's pretty cold. I've you know seen you all over the world, you know, be it in, in Germany and, and Pakistan and yeah. and uh, here in the United States. But, you know, we haven't, haven't sat down and, and talked shop. And I was talking to, you know, Saddam a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I was like, Saddam, you, ha- you heard any cool stories lately about, you know, one of your clients or one of your team who's got something to, to say, and, you know, I'm looking for some, um, some, you know, fresh blood for the the podcast. And I, and I want to hear some, some cool strategies. He's like, Hey, Anna's had this like really cool launch. And I'm like, stop there. I don't want to hear anything else. I like to hear this stuff first. So I know nothing except about that you were involved in some kind of launch. Now, yep. is this for like your own product or one of your clients or what happened here? So it was my own. Uh, so basically what I've been doing um, at AMZ One Step is I'm like the digital marketing director, but I've been doing everything like outside of the Amazon space. So I'm, you know, I, I know when you started off, you said like serious sellers. This was my first, first launch and it was my personal launch. And I can start from the scratch. Well, hold on. So, so was it like, you know, you've been working with AMZ One Step and seeing like clients just like make a gazillion dollars, uh, yeah. uh, you know, having success and you're like, wait a minute, uh, I want a piece of this action. Is that kind of like <laughs> how, yeah, how you got inspired one, or what? I, I also wanted to like dip my toes into some of the Amazon stuff because I was doing mm-hmm. like everything outside of Amazon. I typically just uh, do like Shopify stores and Google ads and Facebook ads and everything respective to that. And uh, we basically, we had been, launching products for uh, some of our clients over the past year or so. And I was like, if our team's doing it, let's like, I want to launch my own product as well. So how it started off was like, this was about eight months ago. So it took us probably around eight months to do a full launch, which is a really long time. Typically it's a lot, um, you know, shorter, but 
we did this was a third product that we actually got samples for and uh are we talking uh, for the u.s market or canada or where uh for the u.s market okay what was your product research method so uh helium 10 was uh being used primarily um and basically i i've been a lot on like the back burner essentially uh the team was doing a lot of the heavy lifting i honestly don't know half of the stuff all i know is you have to find a product uh you have to use your you know four criteria method um how we differentiated as part of that was um when we actually looked at the products we i like you know they they found the product niche that i went in it was like kitchen products mm-hmm. um there were still some like a lot of competitors selling that had like 25,000 reviews, right? We're entering into the same market and it was very hard Why? to like... <laughs> see, see, well, that, 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 you're, you're, doing, you're doing exactly the thing that we teach not to. So like what, I'm sure maybe there was something that that gave you an idea though that you might have success, you know? So yeah. I'm just wondering your thought process there. Yeah, for sure. And, and that's, what, that's what I was saying. Like there, they had... <laughs> Tons of reviews. There was a lot like, of... Come on, we're stuff. supposed to have serious strategies. That's not a serious... Like, everybody's like, oh, I, I got to go find a market where everybody's got 25,000 reviews if I'm going to be successful. What are we yeah. teaching people out here now? <laughs> yeah, so the difference between, like, our launch and what they were okay. already selling was the number of, like, kind of bundled products as part of it. Uh-huh. So they had a set of uh-huh. three, and we saw that people were selling, like, single units. So we mm-hmm. upped the game and we did like a set of four. And okay. nobody really was doing that. There we go. All right. So 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 let, let's pause here. You know, I was just busting his balls a little bit there, but but you know, I, I knew it had to be something like that. You know, like like I've said before, like, you know, you gotta think like a buyer, guys, when you're when you're trying to um, you know, get ready for or or look for an opportunity. And then, you know, like me personally, if 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 all things are equal. And I see, you know, five products uh, or 10 products on the top of page one that have 10,000 reviews and a brand new product I've never heard of and has zero reviews. Why would I ever in the, you know, want to get that zero, uh, you know, that one that has, you know, five reviews or zero reviews? Well, there is a chance, though. It's not it's not, you know, if you're able to differentiate or if you have something that nobody else has where they're like, you know what, this doesn't have reviews, but I really need a red one and everybody's got blue. You know, then the reviews don't matter. Or you know what? I really need four. I don't want three. You know, this one has no reviews, but I'll, I'll get it. So, just remember, guys. You know, don't always just completely uh, disregard a niche just because of the review level. Here we have a, a great example of of how you can overcome that. All right, continue the story, please. Yep. And then the second thing that we did was when I was searching for a brand name. Again, this is like a brand new brand. I kind of like. I was like, okay, what? what can I do that will make me look like a very, very big brand? And we did a spin-off of like KitchenAid, respectively. Um, I, I don't want to say my brand name, but it was, it was, it was very close to that. So it kind of just put that, you know, emphasis that this is not like, you know, a random brand that just is after my name or something like that. So it, it, I feel that also has an impact when somebody just says, Did oh, you get brand registry? Uh, we did, yeah, hundred percent. So, you must have got a trademark for we it. We did, yeah. In, uh, in what country did you get the trademark? Canada or U.S.? Just because my experience is like outside of Amazon, what I always do is I make sure that a domain name exists. Okay, so mm, if mm, I know mm. a domain name ex- exists, that means like not a lot of people are actually 
there as well as like you don't have to fight battles afterwards like you know when you think your brand's gonna like you know launch extensively yeah um, so I, I think that was one more piece that i i felt really helped in like kind of showing the product um so okay that, no, 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 it, let's take a couple steps back though you know like uh, you know you 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 were um you know you got brand registry and everything but before then how did you source tell me about your sourcing you know, before you even got to that step, because I'm sure you had, like, like you said, you had to get samples and, and and vet it. Like, did you only look at China? Did you look at any other countries? What was your sourcing process like? We we looked at China primarily. We used Alibaba, okay. Um, okay. and basically, we got a few samples um, from suppliers and uh, the highest quality. We didn't want to like just get the cheapest product. Uh, sure. We wanted to focus on quality because we want to build this as a brand and not just like a you know, once the reviews start flowing in, you can see that like we have within one month, we've gotten about 10 reviews already. Okay. So um, it's a pretty, and they've been pretty phenomenal. Uh, the only- 10, ten has, written reviews or ratings? Um, like the just, are you talking about the number or you actually have 10 people who actually wrote something? So we've gotten about, um, from what I can see, again, I'm not an Amazon expert, um, hey, no, we have a lot of listeners who are exactly in your shoes. So, so don't, don't feel bad at all. This is good. So what I see is I see 10 on when I go on the listing and then yeah. when I look in the back end and I can yep. actually see text, there's about five or six. Okay. That, that, that's about, that's about stand, um, you know, standard about half, you know, because nowadays, you know, people can, can, can just leave a, a star and then not write something. And, and actually, actually that's a little bit high, actually, now, now that I think about it, you know, I think my ratio might be four to one. So that's actually a good sign. If half the people actually wrote something, yeah. that means they really, you know, they, they really like the product. All right, cool. So you, you sourced in China, got the product uh, in. Now I'm just wondering, how does, how does that work? You know, you're, are you a Canadian citizen? I am. Yeah. So when you registered in Amazon USA, did, did you like do it on Amazon Canada first and then like USA is like your second marketplace or, or did you register as a Canadian business or what did you do there? So yeah, we registered as a Canadian business and uh, okay. you can sell on Amazon USA through that. So Okay. All right. And then I'm assuming, did you ship your inventory directly to Amazon or did you go to a 3PL first and then drip some in? Uh, directly to Amazon. So we just had an inspection in the middle and uh, basically... Okay. Yeah. So what was that? Five hundred units. It was a thousand. A thousand. Wow. A thousand yeah. units on your very first order. So so yeah, that takes some uh, some confidence there. Okay. And we we're almost mm -hmm. sold out. So I just yesterday wow. put in an order for air shipping. Uh, we ordered three thousand more units, and uh, yeah, we we've actually. So I don't know if you want me to jump into it, but basically, no, no, go ahead. Okay. So for the first month. We we started off at a price of nine ninety nine, and I have some stats here. So we started off at nine ninety nine. We were making about a dollar profit. Um, then we increased the price, and we went over to ten ninety nine. Um, at that point, FBA. No, hold on. Let me ask you something though. Like this is for four, whatever it was. The ones that are all three that have thousands of reviews. What what was the retail price uh, for, for those about? They're about twelve ninety nine. Okay, about twelve nights. Yeah, so, so hey, th that's a strategy, you know. Like, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I would have done that even if I lost money. You know, you said you were still making a dollar, but yeah. usually when you launch, it's like, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm cool with losing money. I'm gonna have like this sales price just because 
I want it to make it a no-brainer for people to buy. But they, you know, they see three for twelve ninety-nine, four for nine ninety-nine. Seems like it worked for you. Uh, what, what in the beginning though? You know, before you started getting momentum, like what was your, what was your strategy in order to like? You know, I'm sure you had you know used helium ten to to like target the keyword. Like, hey, I know this is okay. I found out with helium ten, this is the keyword that I need to get on page one for. So, so was it like, you know, just some heavy PPC bidding, or how did you get that initial momentum? So all we used was Cerebro, right? We made sure, okay. so starting off with the listing, we made sure all the keywords were in the listing properly optimized. Um, and again, the team completely took care of that. Um, we made sure that all the images were very, very high quality. Uh, we didn't cheap out on, you know, non-model kind of images. We went- Did you do it at your Chinese um, studios? We did, yeah. So we actually- I'm actually, I don't know if you heard, but I'm actually- I've never done, I, I've always used, um, you know, US or Canada. I've used, you know, the AMZ One Step uh, Canada studio, um, you know, for for some Project X things. But then when I found out that you guys had the the Chinese studio, I was like, you know what, that's that's actually a, a pretty good idea because now I don't have to, you know, send air, you know, air sample or air freight, like, you know, samples back and forth and it could get stuck in customs. Yeah. So I'm actually doing a test right now at probably that same studio that, that you did yeah. yours at to, to, to just kind of like show people how, how it works, but that, that's, that, that's, um, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. So you, your, your images you feel are, are like better than, than the, um, competition. I, I think so. Um, because mm -hmm. most of the competition, they're like bigger brands. So most of these bigger brands yeah. typically don't even invest in like, yep. 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 Right. Like they, right. they just don't. So for us, we are focused on Amazon. They're just listing it as one of their other channels. So, for us, we did like photography with models, and um, in our Chinese studio, we actually have Caucasian models as well. So it doesn't look like you're getting it done from China. Yeah, um, yeah. And then we also did a video as well, even though it was like a lower end kind of uh, you know price point for a product. But we were like, I I wanted to make sure it was the best that I could do, and I think that really really helped. So making sure that. You know, whenever somebody comes in, the conversion rate is through the roof. Yeah. But then that's my question, though, because, you know, like you could have the best, most amazing listing in the world. Yep. But if you're stuck on page seven, you know, nobody's ever going to click on your listing. So, like, how did you get those initial views? Like, how did you get your product in front of customers? So I think and again, the team managed everything. Sure. But what they what they did was they did a lot of heavy uh, PPC initially. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah, so they they set up all types of campaigns uh, from mm -hmm. my understanding. Uh, we basically, so from the numbers, it the first day we did about like 35, um, 35 units sold. In the first day? In the first day with zero Good reviews. Grief. So, and that was very, very consistent. And basically, we started ranking really, really fast, and 70% of our sales were organic. So even though we were doing heavy PPC, it was just, I don't know how it was happening. That's why, like, you know, we were huh. like, what happened here? But I bet you we, they were using some of uh, the Maldives uh, strategy we talk about where they probably had, uh, I mean, I mean, do you know, you know, you don't have to tell me, but do you know what your main keyword, like your top one or two keywords are like the highest search volume and like most important to your listing. Yeah. 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 For sure. So and are those keywords in your title? Of course. Yeah. See, there you go. Like, like 
if if you've if you've got the main keyword or keywords in the title and you've got a brand new listing in the honeymoon period uh and you push that ppc hard you know you could get organically ranked even from um from day one sometimes very interesting okay cool yeah and we were in the top uh seven so starting off we were in the top seven respectively and we were basically getting about 30 to 40 per day sold consistently wow. and then we were like we're gonna run out of stock like a thousand units will run out in less than a month we have 25 days for the supplier to actually make the product if we see ship it it's like another you know yeah 25 yep, yep. 30 days so that's two months out so what we decided what's, was, what's the size about uh the size of like, that like like this like like this water bottle or or you know like a coffin shelf or no 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 it's uh like it, it was pretty light product uh so so then it's like you're not gonna lose a lot of money if you airship in other words because it's it's smaller on the smaller side yeah i i just so we just airshipped it we got about it was nine dollars and 73 cents per kg for air shipping i don't know if that's expensive okay, okay. it was like seven times more expensive than sea shipping so okay so we 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 just sent over like um about 500 units uh via air shipping and okay a thousand via like slow um sea mm-hmm. and then a thousand via like faster sea so that way it like kind of splits it out but that yeah. was like my biggest um piece that i i, I didn't under- comprehend or understand because it's like two months when you order something, it's going to take two months. Yep, so yep, yep. your inventory has to be ready and you like kind of don't know how much is going to sell for a new launch. So you have to be like ready respectively. So the yep. way that we countered it, we were like, we have to slow down sales. Even though we're making a profit, we have to slow it down respectively. So we don't run out. Of I don't stock. like to slow down sales. I'll tell you that right now. Like I tell people yeah. I'll sell out. Like, like if, if I, um, if things are going crazy, mm-hmm. the the natural reaction actually is to want to you know slow it down because you don't want to run out. Yep. But at the end of the day, like what what the danger in that? Now it doesn't sound like that happened in yours, you know. And this is not you know there, there's not a one size fits all thing here. But but most of the time, the danger in trying to slow sales is because now all of a sudden your conversion is down, your page views are down, and you start losing organic rank. That being said, if a product I have seen this before, if a product's in the honeymoon period. Sometimes you don't even, you know, you might start, you know, you literally might start slowing the sales down, which normally on a mature listing would make the rank go down. But if it's in the honeymoon period, sometimes it doesn't go down. Is that what happened in your case? Like, even though you were slowing sales, the the keyword rank stayed or or what happened? So the keyword rank did stay. Um, Okay. we, We went from about, and again, the first week it was all 30, 35, 30, 35. And we hit like 40 plus as well some days with like zero reviews. What we did throughout the month was um, just to, we, we could close down the listing as well. And I know that doesn't impact, um, from my understanding, it doesn't impact the actual ranking. Uh, but mm-hmm, we just mm-hmm. felt like we need to test out different points as well. This was the first- Different of, price points? Yeah, and kind of see mm-hmm. like what FBA fees become, how much are actually selling. So then we sure. can go out, you know, with, proper inventory and then have a good pricing strategy. We put it at 12.92, not 12.99. I don't know if that makes a difference, but we put it at 12.92. Um our sales are still like 2025 and we're still really happy 
with what's happening because we we our strategy was initially we were like we'll close the listing but then we were like you know what why let's just spend more money get it out there um so it's already airship now as of yesterday and sure. you know we we expect not to lose or not to finish our inventory and then at that point we can kind of decide uh, we're making about two dollars and 34 cents per unit okay um and you know, we, we, I think netted about $700 for the. Even know. after PPC and, and everything else. Um, after PPC, it was close to negative 300. So we spent. Okay. Okay. I was about to say like to be profitable on your first shipment, that, that's kind of crazy when you're launching. Um, but that, that you know, that's, that's actually pretty decent to only quote unquote, you know, lose $300 on a launch is, is pretty impressive. Yeah. And okay. I, I think going forward, just because our rankings are there. Um, mm-hmm. our, our profit margin has significantly increased to be able to spend more on PPC. Um, yeah. now we're, and th- that's combination of like the old price, the middle price, and obviously the, the other ones, but now we're at the stage where each unit, including PPC costs on a daily basis, we're actually profitable. Okay. All right. So, I mean, Hey, this is your, your first product and, and, you know, selling 25, you know, 30 a day, um, some, some things, you know, we learn here, guys, is, you know, sometimes, uh, um, well, well, one, one of the things is, is now, now we see why the keyword rank didn't go down. It wasn't just the fact that it's in the honeymoon period, which sometimes helps, but it's also their sales, you know, didn't really go down, you know, much. It, their, their velocity stayed the same. And that's important. Like sometimes you know, we, we, you should think about raising the price. You know, you don't always have to be the cheapest. Um, especially if you have more value and you should always test like they did, you know, um, you know, take, take, take the price up 50 cents, take it up a dollar, you know, AB split tests, you know, different things. Amazon has, has that now. So, um, you know, sometimes Amazon sellers thinks they have to always be the cheapest or, or just have some rock bottom price. Um, but that's not always the case. So very interesting, very interesting things. Now, what's your, your plan for, you know, obviously, you know, you're rushing shipments left and right, like, are you already starting to look at other products you might be able to sell under this new brand that you guys started, or are you just trying to double down on this for the, for a while? Or what's your what's your plan going forward? So I think both. Uh, we're trying to make sure that this kind of product uh, still maintains its sales velocity as well as we have enough uh, inventory. As well as we're trying to like split it up. So a lot of competitors have like single units. So we're trying to see if we could enter that uh, market. We looked at. Um, other marketplaces as well, so uh, Canadian as well as uh, you know the the UK side, but there weren't enough sales, respectively, to like go in yet. Sure. Um, so we feel kind of like I, from what I've heard as well as like what I've seen, brands last versus just a single product, right? So if you could have yeah. a brand and like multiple products um, there, I think it just helps, uh, respectively, to like creating that brand and. They usually last, you know, a longer time versus just having a single product that could be, you know, anything could happen in terms of seasonality or respectively uh, for yeah. that. So, yeah. All right. So, I, I, you know, in a year or so, I want to reach back and let's see, you know, who knows, maybe your price will be $14.99 and you guys are selling 50 units a day. So let's, uh, I'd be curious to see how's it going. But hey, guys, if, if you're out there and, and um, you know, you're brand new to Amazon, um, jump in. 
you know, uh, he wouldn't have had this uh, if he gave up, you know, after the first couple of samples, he didn't like it. You know, he could have just given up. You know, some people do that. But he's like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm all in. I'm getting a thousand units and, and let's go. You know, and so you guys sometimes need to just take that leap of faith after, of course, you know, doing the proper research and everything. And 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 when you do that, you know, it's not guaranteed you'll be successful every single time. But you're, you're putting yourself in a position where you can be successful if you don't even try to launch a product you're not even in the game. So um, we can see that, you know, it can definitely work out. So Anas, thank you so much for uh, for joining us. And, and let's see, you know, maybe we'll link up in Peshawar or, or somewhere else uh, in the world uh, uh, soon. Sounds good. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Bradley, for having me. And uh, looking forward to kind of like, I'll, I'll share some things with you uh, afterwards as well. Just like, please do. Yeah. And as the launch kind of keeps on going, I'll I'll share more on how it actually went you know, after I love it. I love it. All right. We'll talk to you later. Awesome. All right. Take care. All right. So next up, we've got another guest here. Um, more experienced, uh, as far as I know, Uh, I've never really talked to him, you know, much in depth, but, uh, Kareem, how's it going, man? Pretty good, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Now, where are you located? I'm in Houston, Texas, Houston, Texas. Okay. I'm in Southern California. So, uh, you know, maybe around this time of year, it's kind of similar weather uh summer gets a lot hotter i know in in houston is that where you were born and raised yeah i was born and raised in houston texas um been here my whole life can't complain excellent excellent now what 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 did you um like what was your original career goal before you went on this path of e-commerce so originally i think i I was like a lot of uh brown people we wanted to be doctors and lawyers that's what we kind of really wanted to do and that's where we kind of went to and then I actually got my degree in finance instead, so I went the banking route. Okay. And then how did you get turned on to e-commerce then? Like, how did you switch gears? So um, I was working in banking, and then I went into kind of a tech job, and I was doing uh, more systems. I became a systems analyst. And then I was just going through Facebook, and I came across the wholesale formula. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I got into it. I ended up buying that class and learning everything from there. And then as what, I started what year doing is this, that, uh, about? this was about 2016. So I was okay. about a year out of college. Um, I was doing my corporate life and I really did not like it. Um, doing that nine to five was just not that much fun. Um, so I kind of switched gears, got that program and did that for about a year and a half. And then um, I was kind of hesitant to get into the private label business. And then with my brother and my sister-in-law, actually, uh, we launched a private label business on Amazon. And I was still doing my wholesale stuff. And we started a shop on Etsy, too. So we were kind of going full force on what, all what, when marketplaces. When was this? This was 2017. Also, just, just a year it's later just, uh, after you started. Just okay. a year later. All right. Yeah, now, fast forward noticed- to... To 2022, like, what do you think you're going to end, you know, with with however many accounts you're associated with? What do you think you're going to end this year, um, you know, in in gross sales, would you say? Um, About 20 to 25 million about this year. And is it all private label now or is it still mixed with wholesale or what? So it's all private label. So about in 2020, so me, my brother, um, and two of our friends – that also sell on Amazon. Some of them have, have, have exits and they haven't actually been selling for 10 years. Um, we kind of got together and we're kind of, we were like, man, we're pretty stupid for not working together and kind of doing our Amazon stuff together since we have so much experience. 
And we actually started Umbrella Fund. So we started buying businesses at that point and kind of growing and scaling those. So it's all of them together. We're going to be doing about 20 to 25 million. Um, so how many uh, of that, if any, like uh, are ones that you just started on your own as opposed to ones that you took over? So about four brands are the ones that we started on our own with my brother and my sister-in-law. Okay. And so you're still, any of them still around from like when you had first got into it in 2017? Yeah, they're all still around, still doing uh, four or five million a year in revenue, um, growing those and actually adding to a couple of those new brands as well. Okay. What, what's, um, what to you is like some of the biggest changes that you've had to pivot on, you know, since you've been selling since 2016, 2017, you know, some of the things that come to my mind that has changed, you know, like incentivized reviews, you know, search, find, buy, two-step URLs, you know, um, inventory, you know, issues. There's been a lot of either TOS changes or just general changes that have affected the way Amazon sellers have to deal with things. What's some of the biggest ones that you'd say has affected you and the, and your team's operations? I think the biggest one um, is actually FBA fees. So I was reading some stat the other day that FBA fees have increased 30% since just 2020. So I know a lot of sellers were hit pretty hard this year, including us, was the change from dimensional to regular, uh, from regular weight to dimensional fees. So we have a lot of large items that don't weigh much. So that kind of hurt us quite a bit. And that's kind of when we started focusing more or a lot more on our packaging and kind of condensing everything um, into smaller packaging and trying to get more stuff in small standard, small might, um, regular standard and doing a lot of those changes. And it's kind of, we're reaping a little bit more of the benefits in this quarter uh, by implementing it earlier in the year because Amazon had their increase in um, pick it back fees for Q4 too. Okay. Oh, in those niches where you're doing that, what are your competitors yeah. doing, if any? Like, are they just, you know, business as usual, or do you see them reducing their package size at all to stay competitive, or what's going on? So some of them have started to, but a lot of them have just started hiking up their prices. So to okay. compete with that decrease in FBA fees, they just had to go up in their prices and kind of not really re- rework their whole packaging. So a lot of it we had to condense using um, – bubble mailers using thicker boxes. So one of the biggest things was using thicker boxes. So there wasn't that bulge in the box, which Amazon, the CubaScan usually picks up and then has a bigger, uh, either dimension one or the other way. Okay. What other things are you doing that you would say, you know, like, for example, you know, you, you, you weren't listening in, but, but before you, I was just interviewing somebody, um, who was doing their first ever launch, you know, they've been working yeah. for an Amazon company, but, or an Amazon like, um, agency, but they had never launched their own product and they were just, you know, going through the, 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 the things that a brand new seller would go through. And, and a lot of sellers out there, you know, might be new or, uh, new or new ish, um, that are just doing some of the standard things, but, but what, you know, to get to the 25 million, you know, Mark, even though, you know, wh- whether it's growing your own brands, whether it's purchasing others, you don't get there unless you know you're you're doing something that's that's a little bit unique and and a little bit higher level than than just a common Amazon seller. What would you say are some of the things that you guys are doing differently that's allowed you to scale to to this kind of number? Um, I think one of the biggest things that people really overlook is doing your keyword tracking. Um, a lot of people aren't doing that. We use the Helium Ten Keyword Tracker, and we kind of we use those rocket ships to kind of on our mm-hmm. main products and our main keywords to 
keep track of those because there's a lot of people who don't really notice that or take even take that into consideration. And then whenever they see their sales um, go down, they don't know exactly where it's going down. And a lot of times it's maybe a new competitor came up on a certain keyword or somebody's bidding a lot more. And as you know, especially in the past two years, um, PPC has kind of gone a little crazy um, and gone 2x what it usually is, 2-3x what it usually is. So you got to be really competitive and um, use your budget and the right keywords. Um, and then I think one of the other things is kind of updating your content all the time. So we've been using Signalytics to do a lot of our content and rework a lot of our content. When we buy um, brands, a lot of times the content has never been worked on. And that's one thing, especially nowadays, is more of the images are for the customers because I think half of, probably more than half of us never even read the bullet points anymore. We just look at the the images and probably go to the second or third one. And after that, we decide if we're going to buy the product or not. We usually don't even get to the sixth or seventh image. And also making sure you have your videos. Um, There's a lot of brand videos um, that are converting quite a bit. They might not be helping you as much in sales rank, but they are, or keyword rankings, but they are helping you in sales and getting your brand out there a little bit more. So like going back to what you were talking about, like keyword tracker. So, so what are you focused on? Uh, you know, where you are ranking organically sponsored or both? So it's a little bit of both, right? So you want to make sure you're not necessarily spending all your budget on a keyword you're all, or already number one organically on. You would want to spend it more on ones that you're kind of trying to fight for. And also in the keyword tracker, you can tell the search volume. You don't want to be spending $100 on a day a day on a keyword that only has 50 search volume a month. It doesn't make sense. Um, unless it has 50 conversions on those mm-hmm. 50 searches, then, then you definitely do. But yeah. um, knowing that search volume, the competing products and kind of going after those specific ones that are going to help you gain the most momentum, gain the most rank and sales. Have you noticed recently, you know, actually the only people who notice this are the people who do use boost, which is that rocket ship that, that, yeah. that he was talking about. But you know, yeah. every couple of years, it seems like there's a big wave of what we call the ASS, the Amazon search shuffle where mm-hmm. I don't know what goes on, but, but just, you know, since, since helium 10 is not just checking like one address and one browser, you know, we're, you know, yeah. when we have boost on, we're checking, you know, different States and different addresses and, and, you know, different right. browsers and, and something, but then, you know, usually th- nothing ever stays the same across the board. You know, that's why, you know, maybe, maybe yeah. you're looking on your browser, you might see rank 10 and, but helium yeah. 10 might say 13 or something, but it's, you know, kind of like around there. But then recently, yeah. at least me, I've been noticing that some of the stuff I've had boost and some of the other customers where that shuffle is happening, where all of a sudden, you know, Amazon is throwing me on page two and three sometimes yeah. any, anything like that happening on your, uh, on your side. Yeah, so we've been noticing that, uh, especially this past weekend. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but Amazon took away the reviews. I think they were trying out something new and took away the reviews, I think, in the uh-huh. health and household category. Um, and that kind of threw a lot of that keyword tracking and the boost off. Um, so what I usually do and I have uh, our brand managers do is um, look at it on their own browser, try three or four different zip codes. And then also, um, as we all know, most of your sales – come on mobile, not even on your computer. Sure. So making sure to look at that on a mobile device and using different zip, or zip codes over there really gets you that feeling if you're there or not. Are you doing any kind of outside traffic, um, you know, like Google ads or, 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 or influencer marketing, things like that? Yeah. And we have seen a, a boost in some of our, 
um, keywords and our products since doing that. Some it works on, some it doesn't. And we're trying out, we're trying to build out our influencer platform a little bit more um, and kind of work on that, especially for Q4 um, and doing some Facebook ads and using Amazon attribution links on those Facebook ads to see if we can get some more traffic on there. So, you know, what's like, what's your targeting strategy? Like, do you try and target the words in Google that are like your main keywords on Amazon, hoping that there might be some residual rank juice that, that happens? Or do you just like follow data only on what you see in your Google analytics? No. So we actually use um, our Google analytics keyword tracker. And mm-hmm. a lot of times what we've kind of noticed is a lot of people still go to Google and put in um, like, the the caskets Amazon. Um, I know you always bring up those caskets. So mm-hmm. they they always put Amazon still even when they're searching in Google. Yeah. So we've been targeting a lot of those specific keywords. So we have like different campaigns that are specifically a keyword then Amazon um, as a separate one and then one that's just the keyword. Okay, that's interesting. So um, and and then you you know similar with what you do with Helium Ten. You're yeah. using some kind of tracker, like, hey, let me make sure my ad is showing up on page one of this Google, um, of this Google result. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And and what's the, you know, it's different metrics we use. You know, you know, people. Yeah. Some people use tacos. Some people use ROAS. Some people use ACOS and things like that. But mm-hmm. but if, for for the layman out there, if you were to compare, you know, uh, what it cost to to get a sale. Yeah on Google compared yeah. to PPC, like it, is your, do you just try and make it kind of even, uh, or, or do you find it's way more expensive to get the conversions on Google or vice versa? I actually find it cheaper on Google, especially if you have the targeted keywords. Um, but again, a lot of the times our goal is not necessarily to have a very good conversion on there. It's more to help our ranking on Amazon because Amazon loves that external traffic. So if I can see my BSR getting better and better as I do more ads, then it's beneficial to me. Okay. So, you know, earlier in this, you, you mentioned, um, you know, f- I don't know if you use the word frequently, but 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 updating the listing. So my question yeah. is, what is the frequency? You know, whether you're doing it, whether you're using Signalytics to, to, to change images and change copy, you know, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, in my opinion, like, you know, People ask me, I, I was just on a call, matter of fact, like an hour ago. Yeah. So I was on like a one-on-one call with a Helium uh, 10 Elite customer. And yeah. and they were asking about, you know, updating the listing. I'm like, well, you don't want to like change your listing like every week, you know, because, you know, sometimes yeah, yeah. The, it takes the algorithm a few days to, to recover. And if you're doing it every week, they will know what, you know, you're going to screw things up. But but yeah. do you guys have like a sweet spot where you're like, you know what, we need to 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 kind of re-optimize our listing every six months or every three months or once a month, yeah. let's take a look at it. Like, like what, what, what's your cadence? So um, I think it's, we usually try to at least do some A-B testing every six months. Um, but it also depends on how the product's performing. Like if our conversions have gotten better, if, they, if they're starting to dip, or if our PVC is not converting as much, then we really want to hone in on that. And we have our uh, weekly like brand calls for each brand. So we kind of go through the brands and see – which products are declining if they are and which ones are improving and see if we did experiments on those. And if they are declining, then we kind of analyze, do we need to do an experiment and we'll get an audit done by Signalytics or, and and see if we can see kind of what's going on and pinpoint it and see if it actually is our pro. Maybe it's not our image and maybe it's our price point and the market's kind of shifted. 
Okay. Um, you know, you, you've had some brands that have been around for, for, you know, five, five plus years. Uh, yeah. you know, there's something that, you know, Casey, uh, uh, Casey, you know, a few years ago, I remember like a billion dollar seller yeah. summit or something had talked about. It was like, uh, I forgot what it was called. Um, Amazon death spiral. I think he coined it where sometimes mm-hmm. he, he just seemed, he said, it seemed like, uh, you know, when he was at Thrasio, there'd be mature products that just like hit a wall for some reason. Like you yeah. can't get it, you know, like it used to be always paid at top of page one. And now it's like still on page one, but it's like 13, 14, but no matter what you would do, like, it yeah. just can't go back up to like the top five, like with any of your mature products, have you ever kind of like hit a wall like that? Where, where even though you're converting like crazy, maybe in PPC, but the organic ranks just don't seem to be responding. Yeah. We've had some, some brands or some products that do that. And it's just kind of making sure. And that's when you do a little bit more of the AB testing and see if that helps you out. Cause Amazon does like that and making sure you're hitting those keywords, like exact, maybe at the front of your title. That's when you try to change your title and make sure that that's indexing a little bit more using that ranking juice. Like we were talking about making sure you have that, all the ranking juice in there. So that Amazon picks it up. But there's some times where I wish we knew more and more about Amazon's algorithm. But at some point, if you're converting and it's still making money and still doing it, sometimes it's okay not to be at the top of the page. But you also know if it is converting near the same amount and people are scrolling down far enough on the page to get there. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Um, You know, the, the point is that, you know, people shouldn't just give up, you know, that there's different things you yeah. can, you can try, um, uh, and, and, you know, just make sure you're, you're, you're doing everything you can. You know, I, I think it definitely yeah. helps that you're sending the outside traffic and, and also trying different things, but you know, some people just give up, you know, and they're like, Oh, I, I guess this product is done for, you know, don't do that. Yeah. And sometimes uh, you can, you can do virtual bundles. You can do, you can pivot it, add something new to your product, um, as a variation, or it might be simple as there's some new colors out there and you just need to try some new colors. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a, that's a good point too. Um, what, what's a, you know, we do this thing that we call the, the, the TST 30 second tip. Like, let's see if you can yeah. knock out two of them, you know, like, like what's something, you know, you've been talking some general strategies here, but what's something specific yeah. that, you know, one or two that you could say in 30 seconds or less, not both of them, but, but each one yeah. 30 seconds to a minute, like, like that again, like I'm looking for stuff that you think, you don't you, that you do that you know maybe ninety percent of sellers might not be doing. Yeah. Um. So actually, one of them is probably I'm going to hit back on that FBA fees thing. A lot of people aren't going back and repackaging their stuff. They're just trying to make the packaging look prettier. But when you're making it look prettier, make sure that you're condensing that product as much as you can to get that lower fees. Even a quarter of an inch can take you down a dollar, and that's going to kill you. That's going to improve your margin yeah. so much, and it's going to make you better than your competitor. Go out, buy a couple of your competitors' products and just see what they're doing, how they're packaging, or use the FBA fee calculator and see if anybody is lower than you on their fee. If they are, then you know that they're doing something better than you and they're making more money than you. And do you have alerts, Helium 10 alerts activated for your your products? Yeah. So we have Helium 10 alerts that are kind of on there. And we use the Helium 10 profit tracker to look at our sessions, conversions. We use... A lot of the, almost every Helium 10 tool. Well, I specifically asked about the alerts after you mentioned yeah. that about the dimensions. Like, have you ever noticed where Amazon will just randomly change one of your, uh, you know, dimensions and make it big and then all of a sudden it puts you into another tier or maybe you, you're paying more money than you, you should? Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, so that happens all the time because Amazon does the, does the Cuba scans. And a lot of times they don't even pick up your new packaging. So it's good to make a separate SKU with your new packaging 
so that you can differentiate which one is the new mm. packaging or which one's the old one. Um, yeah. Or else you're going to get stuck in that cycle because you have one item that's left over in the old packaging. Amazon just, for some reason, it, it's just bad luck and they keep scanning that one item over and over again when you have this whole new packaging that can save you a dollar or two. But yeah, doing the regular re-measurements, um, if something spikes up, use the alerts from Helium 10, keep track of them. If it goes up, re-measure it and hopefully you'll get back to your lower fee, especially right now because fees have gone up another 5%. Okay. Yeah. So guys, you know, I, you know, I, I don't know what the number is, but 50 to 75% of listeners probably already have helium 10, at least the platinum plan. If you guys have the platinum plan, yeah. you all have full access to alert. So you, you're, yeah. you're leaving money on the table, guys. If you're not taking advantage, it's literally free. If you're already paying helium 10, yeah. you know, he, he's got $25 million worth of sales. He's got numerous ones where Amazon is changing dimensions. It happens to me. I'm a lot smaller seller than that it happens to me all the time. Turn alerts on. Cause you don't know how much money Amazon might be taking. Uh, you know, based yeah. on maybe a wrong dimension. You got one more uh, tip or strategy for us? One of them is probably uh, something that you guys have been using a little bit more is using the brain analytics with the search terms that Helium 10 has kind of moved into Magnet. So I've been actually paying attention to that a lot more since that that those keyword data you can actually get. So if your product is not doing as well as last year or if it's um, you're seeing some spikes, make sure to go into your brain analytics, look at those keywords and sort by your searches or your purchases. So you can see maybe there's a keyword that you don't even know. It's a random keyword that you've been hitting and you're not even advertising on it and you're in the middle of the page and do a, a put a high bid on there and get to the top of the page and that can make that can make or break your product. Awesome. Awesome. All right. If anybody wants to maybe, you know, reach out to you or see what you uh, see what see what your other, you know, your your other uh, company does, uh, how can they find you on the interwebs out there? Um, so I'm on LinkedIn, Kareem by, or you can just email me Kareem at umbrellafund.com. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us and, uh, and sharing your knowledge and look forward to, you know, seeing you at an, um, you know, another helium 10 event or, or social or something, maybe, maybe prosper next year. Will you be, will you be there? Yeah, yeah we'll be at prosper. We'll probably be at sell and scale again too. Awesome. Awesome. All right. I'll see you at, uh, at, uh, prosper then. And, and then sell and scale in, in the fall. Talk to you later. Perfect. Thanks so much, Bradley.